Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I'm your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB. It is Thursday night, six o'clock in the evening, Central Time. We got a game between the Packers and the 49ers coming up here in just over an hour tonight. I'm going to be covering my start sit charts for all of the noon games. Uh, this coming Sunday, I think that's going to be eight games. Tomorrow night, I'll go live and we'll talk about the remainder afternoon games and the Sunday games. But for tonight, we're going to hop on to the fantasyfellowship.com. We're going to look at some practice reports. We're going to go over the start sits for the new year. So we're starting with the Broncos and the Falcons. We do have some injury concerns here. So I'm just going to pop right over to the injury report here. Um, so the Broncos don't have their stuff in for today yet, uh, but I did see Philip Lindsay practice today. So it looks like he's going to be back maybe as an RB2 flex for us. Uh, Tim Patrick is trending towards playing. So that's good news there for the quarterback, Drew Locke. And uh, everything else looks fine here. It's good to see Noah Fant uh, not on the injury list as well. And then on the Atlanta side of things, we're going to be watching for Calvin Ridley. Uh, it looks like Atlanta's got their stuff in here. So Calvin Ridley did not practice for the second straight day. Uh, he's probably trending towards not playing. They do have a bye next weekend. So I'm assuming Calvin Ridley's not going to play in this one. Uh, so it's probably going to be a big Julio Jones night or afternoon here. So nothing really else sticks out on the injury report. So we'll get into this. Uh, and then I do list on the fantasyfellowship.com. I do list the fantasy points allowed to each position here. So we're going to go over that. We do have a lot of green matchups here to take advantage of. Uh, so the Broncos allowing about 20 points per game to the quarterback. That's four-point passing touchdowns. And the Atlanta Falcons are dead last. So they allow about 25 here. So I think we're going to like Drew Locke in this one, especially if Tim Patrick's back. Uh, this could be a sneaky high-scoring game here between these two teams who really wins. Uh, for some reason, both teams are actually decent against the running backs here. The Broncos about 21 and a half PPR points uh, and the Falcons under 23. So we're not as excited about the running back options here, uh, but we'll get to go those guys in a second. Uh, the receiver spot here, uh, the Falcons, man, they're giving up about 43 PPR points uh, per game here to just the receivers. So this is going to be a good spot for Jerry Judy, uh, Tim Patrick, if he plays. And then uh, I'm also kind of liking the tight ends here because as you see, uh, Atlanta's dead back to get tight end 30 second bright green ranking here just under 19 ppr points uh to the tight end so as i've been saying probably the last pretty much all season we're going to want to get uh the passing options and the quarterback uh, against the falcons defense uh the broncos are decent i mean they're kind of middle of the road here's the receivers 37 and a half ppr point to the receivers uh, and just under 12 points to the tight end so with all that information Let's look at starts the chart here. Uh, I do have Drew Locke listed as a quarterback two in Superflex leagues. Uh, I think he needs to be started in quarterback two leagues. Uh, and he's probably a fringe quarterback. As we said, about 25 points uh, per quarterback here for the Atlanta Falcons all season. So this is a really good spot uh, for the Broncos quarterback here. Uh, and then his, his weapons. I do think Jerry Judy as a wide receiver three is a really good play. He did have 10 targets last weekend. He caught four for 73. Uh, so in a PPR league, you'll take that 11 points as your wide receiver three flex. Uh, and I, I just feels like they're continuing to hammer into Drew Locke that, hey, uh, Jerry Judy is open a lot. So you got to take these kind of easy throws to keep off on track, moving the ball efficiently. Uh, I think Noah Fant is going to be a tight end one. Uh, as any week that Noah Fant is healthy, I think I like him as a tight end one option. And then Philip Lindsay, Melvin Gordon, uh, we're monitoring Philip Lindsay's practice reports tomorrow as well, but I think he's trending towards playing. So as long as Lindsay and Gordon are both in the lineup, uh, I view them more as flex options, not really solid RB2s. So uh, in PR, Melvin Gordon's got a little bit of boost because he does catch passes there. I think he caught six of seven targets last week, uh, but both guys just kind of low end RB2, better flex plays. Uh, and then Tim Patrick, we are watching him because he's kind of he's kind of the poor man's Cortland Sutton over there, uh, and he does a pretty good impression of that. So 
in him. Like we said, Falcons not good against the receivers, tight ends, or quarterbacks. So really all these guys are in play here. Not in starting the defense. Uh, but KJ Hamler, Deshaun Hamilton, Albert Okwegunam, uh, interested in these guys, but probably not going to be trustworthy to start. I do like Albert O a lot just because uh, the Drew Locke connection back to Missouri. He caught the first touchdown of his career last weekend, uh, but the targets are kind of be, you know, they're going to be this. And Tim Patrick's probably going to be back. I don't really think KJ Hamler or Deshaun Hamilton are in my, uh, in my options this weekend. So on the Falcon side of things, uh, we already said we're assuming Calvin Ridley's not going to play. I do have him here listed as a wide receiver, too, with a question. If he somehow plays, you probably have to try to get him in your lineup. But for now, let's assume that he's not playing. Uh, so Matt Ryan, quarterback one. We did say that the Broncos allow a good amount of points here, about 20, people, uh, 20 quarterback points here each game. Uh, Todd Gurley, he's going to have a tougher matchup. He is going against uh, one of the better running defenses here for the Broncos. Uh, but they do give up a little over 21 points per game. Looks like we got a question here real quick. I'll answer this one. Uh, Aaron Jones or Jermichael Hasty? Um, as good as the matchup is for Hasty, I still think any if Aaron Jones is playing, I think you got to try to find a, a way to get him in uh, to your lineup. I don't think Hasty is going to catch a lot of passes. Uh, that's going to be more McKinnon's role. But uh, if if Aaron Jones is playing, he did say that he wanted to play last weekend. Uh, so I think Aaron Jones is ready ready than people think. Uh, we'll just, it, it'll be really depending on on the the game script here that the Packers get up early and they kind of rest Aaron Jones. Uh, but otherwise I think I'm leaning towards Aaron Jones, start my studs. And uh, I hope that helps. Uh, but back to the Falcons, you're starting Julio Jones, of course, Todd Gurley. I do have him as an RB two, but it's, again, it's a tough matchup, but you're going to have to keep rolling him out there uh, because he's been pretty dependable on us uh, this whole season. So uh, we like Gurley. We love Julio Jones. If Ridley's out, Julio is going to be a probably top five receiver this weekend. Uh, Broncos do give up receiver points. And then they're kind of middle of the road against tight end. So I could see, especially because no Calvin Ridley, Hayden Hurst should be able to get a good amount of targets. Uh, we're not trusting Atlanta's defense as we see all these bright green matchups here. Uh, and then Russell Gage, Brian Hill, Christian Blake, Omide Zacchaeus. Not really interested in starting any of these guys. I, I don't even think I would start Russell Gage uh, if Calvin Ridley's out. Russell Gage usually does better when uh, Julio and Ridley are in because he kind of gets the softer coverage. Uh, so for me, it's Matt Ryan, Gurley, Ridley, uh, Ridley out, go Julio Jones, and then uh, Hayden Hurst. Uh, so pretty simple game there. Both teams need to win. This one's in Atlanta. It should be a really fun game to watch there. Uh, probably my favorite game of the noon slate here is Seattle Seahawks and the Buffalo. Uh, let's just look at the practice report real quick here for Seattle. See what Chris Carson's been up to. Uh, so no reports in this week or for today. That's kind of disappointing. Uh, but it looks like the receivers are just limited. Metcalf and Lockett. Greg Olson's not practice. I think that's just a veterans day thing here. Uh, but then we saw yesterday. Chris Carson did not practice. I don't know if he practiced today. We'll monitor that tomorrow. I'm assuming Carson, he was really close to playing last weekend, so we might see Chris Carson play. Uh, that's going to be a moving target. We'll see what happens uh, tomorrow. Uh, let's just check out on the Bills side here. I think the Bills are relatively healthy. John Brown getting the full practice in today. That's a good sign. Uh, and then really no other main pieces on offense here. So it looks like the Buffalo offense should be ready to roll. Uh, let's just look at the fantasy points allowed to the positions here. We do have some green matchups to take advantage of. Uh, Seattle, one of the worst teams against the quarterback, just under or just over 25 quarterback points per game here. Uh, they're, they're not the best against the, the running back. They allow almost 24 and a half PPR 
points here. So this could be a good day for Singletary and Zach Moss. Uh, the one thing the Seahawks are the worst at here is against the wide receivers. They allow 58 PPR points to the receivers. Uh, so Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, John Brown, if he plays, these are going to be uh, in a really good spot here to succeed this weekend. Uh, but because they allow so many points to the receivers, we don't really like the tight ends against the Seahawks, just under nine points. So uh, we're probably not going to trust Tyler Croft or Dawson Knox in this one. Um, so then on the Bills side here, they're pretty average in most categories here, just on uh, about 18 and a half points to the quarterback room. Uh, but it's Russell Wilson, so we don't really care about matchups. Uh, Buffalo Bills against the running back, just under 24 PPR points here. Uh, so we're going to love it if Chris Carson plays. But if not, I think you got to keep rolling out the rookie DJ Dax. Uh, so we'll monitor that situation tomorrow. And uh, the Bills are pretty stingy against the wide receivers. So this is going to be an interesting test. Uh, does Tredavious White, you know, just lock up DK Metcalf? Can he contain DK Metcalf? That's going to be something I'm watching uh, for. You're not sitting DK Metcalf. I think that's pretty much uh, a golden rule at this point is you don't sit Lockett. You don't sit Metcalf. You don't want to miss out on some of these massive 50 and 40 burgers. And then uh, the Bills are really uh, generous against the tight end here. Uh, almost 17 points to the tight end. So with that, uh, our start sit charts, of course, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, get these guys in your quarterback one lineups. Uh, Chris Carson, we're going to monitor his practice reports tomorrow. He's likely a game time decision. Uh, if he plays, he's going to be in my lineup. If not, I think I really liked what DJ Dallas did uh, last weekend catching the ball. He didn't really have a great game uh, on the ground, but he's definitely a really solid pass catcher. I mean, that's what he was known for in college at Miami. So I really like DJ Dallas as a low-end RB2 flex in PPR leagues. And, of course, Metcalf, Lockett, you, can't, you cannot sit in either of these guys, even if it's a bad match. Uh, assuming Tredavious White is going to be on DK Metcalf, but we don't care. Uh, we saw DK Metcalf beat Stephon Gilmore uh, earlier this year. So all he really needs is one play to make our day. So don't make the mistake and leave those guys on your bench at all. Uh, I'm not trusting either defense in this one. Uh, David or Greg Olson, Will Disley, Carlos Hyde, nothing we can really trust here. Uh, but I did notice last weekend, Will Disley outsnap Greg Olson for the first time all season. And if we're seeing Greg Olson's on the entry report here, the, let me see if that uploads. Uh, he did miss practice. Greg Olson did not practice on Wednesday. I don't know about today, uh, but he missed with a foot injury. And last weekend, I noticed Will Disley outsnap Greg Olson. So if you're in you could Will Disley bench and see what happens. Uh, but I'm open to Will Disley being a potential tight end one streamer as we go forward here. It's a real spot against the Bills here. Um, so on the Buffalo side of things, we talked about Josh Allen. Stephon Diggs, get him in your lineup. Cole Beasley, John Brown. Uh, John Brown's a little bit more of a risk, but like we said here, the Seahawks, dead last to the receivers. 58 PPR points per game. So that could easily be you know, 25 to, to Stephon Diggs, 15 to Cole Beasley, and another 15 here uh, for John Brown. And that would still be, you know, that's only 55 points. So these guys can all eat uh, to, on Sunday and have a really good game here. Uh, and then you got Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. Uh, I just want to pull up the opportunity report from last week. Uh, this is on the fantasyfellowship.com as well. But every week I go through uh, the box scores and I will compile all the stats and all the snap counts. Uh, so last we see Zach Moss outsnap Devin Singletary, 31 to 28. They both had 14 attempts and each had one target, but the kick is Zach Moss getting the goal line touchdowns. So that's actually taken some of the mustard off of Josh Allen. And uh, maybe Zach Moss, as the weather gets colder here, they're going to kind of see what the rookie can do. So I'm into Zach Moss. I think he's probably the safer play than Devin Singletary because we know Singletary is not going to get the goal line touches. Uh, but something to monitor here. I think the Seahawks 
Uh, run defense could be exposed in this one. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to try to run the ball and keep things on track and hit Diggs, Beasley, and John Brown when they can. But a really fun game here. Try to get your guys uh, in this one for DFS. Uh, we got a question here. Uh, Antonio Brown or Taylor at flex? Assuming that it's Jonathan Taylor. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't know if Jonathan Taylor practiced today for the question, Sam. Um, but we're just loading up the practice reports here. Where is that guy, Jonathan Taylor? So we got a full practice in today. Uh, but the thing that's just it's just bothersome that Jordan Wilkins just kind of ran away with the show last weekend. Uh, so he feels a bit inconsistent uh, to trust at the moment. And it's a tough matchup going, going up against Baltimore. Um, and no, Antonio Brown's going to play for sure. It's just a matter of how much opportunity he's going to get. But it's a Sunday night football game uh, going up against the Saints. I think I'm going to roll with Antonio with that one. Uh, because uh, it's a really tough matchup for the Ravens uh, against the Ravens' uh, rush defense. So I think it's going to be my answer, Antonio Brown, and uh, we'll see if he can hop right in and get that chemistry rolling with Tom Brady right away. Thanks for the question. Uh, let's look at the Bears and the Titans here. Uh, I'll pop into the practice reports here. I think both teams are relatively healthy, uh, but I did notice yesterday that Anthony Miller did not practice yesterday. It looks like he had a limited day with the toe, so we're going to monitor that. I think he's going to play, but just something – Keep an eye on. Uh, Jimmy Graham got a full practice in today. Um, otherwise, I saw Mitch Trubisky was getting his shoulder looked at by a specialist. So this is something really to monitor here. And then uh, there was a little bit of a COVID scare here for the Chicago Bears. I know Cody Whitehair uh, was put on the injury or the COVID list. And then they had another offensive lineman. I can't remember whose name is at the top of my head right now. Uh, but I believe it was two offensive linemen for the Bears. Uh, put down onto the COVID list. So we're going to have to monitor that. I don't think they're trying to game it now, so we're on track to play. Uh, but then looking at the Titans side of the ball here, let's take a look here. A.J. Brown did not practice today. I think that's been kind of a typical thing for him where they kind of let him just rest up during the week, and he'll probably log a full practice tomorrow. Uh, but we'll monitor that. I don't think Adam Humphreys is going to play in this one. He's got concussion uh, protocol this week. Uh, and then the rest of the offense is in pretty good shape here. So it's just a lot of defensive people that are missing. Uh, as we look at the Bears and Titans game, let's look at the fantasy points allowed to each position here. Uh, the Chicago Bears really, really good against the quarterback, under 14 points per game, and that's four point passing touchdowns. Uh, so that's gonna, to me, that means Ryan Tannehill, a low end quarterback, too, uh, pretty much is used for super flex leagues. Uh, and then uh, the, the Titans here, they're kind of towards the bottom here. Uh, but almost 19 and a half points per game for the quarterback. So I do have Nick Foles listed as a super flex option. Uh, but again, neither of these guys should be in your quarterback one lineups. Uh, Chicago Bears against the run, uh, just over 23 PPR points here. They're pretty solid against the run, but it's still Derrick Henry. You're not going to bench Derrick Henry. Uh, and then the Titans here, this is a, a target that we kind of want to take advantage of. Uh, but 25 and a half PPR points to the uh, the running backs here. So you're going to like David Montgomery. He's been a really pretty steady RB2 for the pretty much all year. Ever since Tariq Cohen went down, he's been getting uh, a lot of the passing volume. So we like David Montgomery in this one. Uh, the Bears against the receivers, uh, allowing about 28 and a half points here. It's a pretty solid matchup. Uh, and then I did, I was looking down to see, uh, how the, I guess the defense is going to align with the Titans offense. And it sounds like, um, what's his name? Kyle Fuller, probably going to be on Corey Davis for the most part. And then I don't know who's going to cover AJ Brown, but I do like AJ Brown's matchup uh, in this one. So I'm not, I'm not benching AJ Brown. I'm going to think about Corey Davis, uh, but then on the Titans side of things here, just look at this. 
Outside of Seattle, they are the worst team uh, allowing points to the wide receiver position. So over 47 PPR points per uh, contest here. So Allen Robinson's in play, Darnell Mooney's in play, and Anthony Miller, if he can go. Um, Mooney and Miller could be boom last wide receiver three flexes, but we'll look they did last week uh, in just a second here. But then uh, I want to get to the Bears. Uh, against tight ends, the Bears, this is kind of their weak spot here. They allow about 14 and a half PPR points uh, to the tight end position. So this might be a bounce back game for Jonu Smith, uh, especially if we kind of like what the, the Bears can do against the receivers. Maybe Jonu Smith kind of takes more of a precedent uh, in this one. And then you got the Titans kind of middle of the road here, about 13 and a half. So not much difference, but uh, it could be a really nice uh, Jimmy Graham opportunity for us here. Uh, so I did want to talk about uh, last weekend, uh, Nick Foles going up against the Saints, throws for 272, two touchdowns and a pick. Uh, that's This is kind of something that I could see happening here against the Titans. And uh, you see Allen Robinson's always going to get his no matter what. So six for 87 and a touchdown. Uh, but then you got Darnell Mooney here, the rookie outside receiver, uh, catches five, of six, five for 69 and a one touchdown. Uh, and he's been consistently getting these snaps and these targets here. And this was probably the best game that he's had of his career. So we could see Darnell Mooney uh, stack a really another really big game here. And then you got Anthony Miller down here, 11 targets. He led the team with targets last week, catching eight for 73. So I think both Mooney and Miller uh, could be kind of sneaky wide receiver reflexes in this one. So we'll kind of recap here this start-sit chart. Uh, I think Nick Foles and Tannehill are both quarterback two options in Superflex. Don't bother with them uh, in one quarterback leagues. Uh, Derrick Henry, you're you're not going to bench Derrick Henry no matter what the matchup is. Dave Montgomery, uh, really steady RB2 in PPR leagues. You're not benching Allen Robinson. You're not benching A.J. Brown. Uh, Corey Davis, what to do with Corey Davis in this one? Because Corey Davis had himself a pretty nice uh, Sunday last week going up against the, the Bengals. Yes. So we got Tennessee Titans here. Ryan Tannehill threw the ball 30 times. Ten of those targets to Corey Davis here. So Corey Davis catches eight for 128 and a touchdown. Uh, this upside here, I think it's hard for me to sit this knowing that this is in his range of outcomes. So I think you're going to probably whip out Corey Davis as a wide receiver three flex uh, and just kind of hope for the best. He has been a really good red zone uh, down option, you know, when they get down there. So maybe Corey Davis can salvage the day with the touchdown. Uh, but I talked about Johnny Smith. I really like his advantage here against the Bears. That's one of the spots that they do allow points to. Uh, we talked about Jimmy Graham. I like both Mooney and Miller as maybe flexes. And then really nobody else on the bench here is worth uh, keeping an eye on. Uh, but I think you probably got to roll with the Bears defense if you have them or not. Probably going to change this to a no for the Titans defense. They just let Joe Burrow kind of walk all over them this weekend. Uh, so I think the Bears, man, this is this looks like a tough matchup on paper. But I kind of like the Bears in this one. Uh, moving on to the Ravens uh, and the Colts. Really fun game here. This is probably going to be a really heavy defensive battle this weekend. Uh, as you as you look down here at the, the fantasy points allowed to the positions, you see a lot of red. Um, so the Ravens, um, almost 19 points per game to the quarterbacks. Uh, the Colts are number one, you know, just over 13 points per game to the quarterback. So if you have Lamar Jackson, you probably got to keep rolling with Lamar Jackson and hope for, for a rushing, you know, a big rushing total or a touchdown or two on the ground. Uh, for the running backs here, both teams are very, very good against the running backs. Uh, the Ravens just under 20 PPR points per game, and the Colts about 18 and a half. Uh, so we'll talk about those running backs in a little bit. There's options for both teams. Uh, and then the Ravens here uh, allowing about 32 and a half PPR points to the receivers. The Colts about 36 and a half, so both kind of stingy there as well. Uh, the Ravens do allow a decent amount of tight end points, about 14 PPR per game. 
And then the Colts, man, the Colts have a really good defense. They are number one against the tight end. So about six and a half points uh, peak tight end. Uh, so before I kind of hop into these start sits, let's just take a quick peek again at these these uh, practice reports here. So you've got Mo Ali Cox not practicing today. So this is interesting. This If Mo Ali Cox is not playing this one, we're going to like Trey Burton and maybe Jack Doyle a little bit more uh, than we normally would. Um, Trey Burton, full practice today. So that's a good sign here. T.Y. Hilton, I don't think we're going to see T.Y. Hilton this weekend. Ashton Doolin probably not practicing as well here. Uh, so they're dinged up at receiver. Looks like Marcus Johnson. Wow, three of their top receivers. Uh, and Michael Pittman looks like he's just getting a day off here, non-injury uh, designation. And then both running backs, Jonathan Taylor and Jordan Wilkins practice. So that's a good sign there. And then on the Baltimore side here, nice and short list. Um, Mark Ingram, probably not going to play in this one. They have no reason to when they got J.K. Dobbins and Gus the Bus uh, playing like they are. So how do we evaluate this start-sit chart? Uh, Lamar Jackson, I think you got to keep rolling him out there as your quarterback one. Philip Rivers, uh, just a quarterback two option in super flex leagues. I don't love the matchup, but he could get a touchdown or two uh, in this one. I think you've got to continue to start Mark Andrews as your tight end one. You don't want to move on one of those two touchdown games that he's been uh, showing us that he can do. And then I do have Trey Burton listed as a tight end one. Uh, Trey Burton has uh, two rushing touchdowns this year. So they like to use the kind of wildcat weird packages uh, when they get in there. So the team really likes Trey Burton. Uh, I'm going to monitor Mo Ali Cox because if, if Mo Ali can't play, uh, I think that means Trey Burton's in for a really good day there if they're not splitting the snaps three ways between the tight ends. So we'll monitor that. Uh, and then uh, at the flex spot here, I do have Marquise Brown as a low-end wide receiver three flex. Uh, and then J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, I think both these guys are in play as low-end RB2 flexes. Uh, and then on the Colts side, you got Jordan Wilkins, Naheem Hines. Um, what do we do? I mean, I don't even have Jonathan Taylor. Up here. I could probably list Taylor as a flex, but this is a really tough matchup. Uh, like we said, the, the Ravens are allowing just under 20 points per game here to the running backs. It's really a tough matchup for the, for the Ravens backs as well. So I'm not really super interested in getting these running backs into my lineups, but, um, Jordan Wilkins, Naheem Hines, Jonathan Taylor, they're all kind of, uh, really low end. They're probably better off as wider uh, running back three flexes and then you got jk dobbins and gus edwards again these guys are low-end rb2 flexes uh, i got a question in here from nathan uh so did you recommend hasty or aaron jones uh so i am going to recommend aaron jones i have a rule where i if my stud is going to play uh, i have to play them i know it's a really good matchup for uh jamichael hasty but he doesn't really catch passes and I think Aaron Jones, uh, if they get anywhere, you know, to the five-yard line, Aaron Jones has shown that he's a really, really good goal line back, uh, and he could easily get a touchdown or two in this one. So I think I'm going to continue to roll with Aaron Jones. Uh, and it sounded like Aaron Jones wanted to play last weekend, so I think he might be not as limited as people expect him to. So I have a good feeling about it. He should be able to get an opportunity for a touchdown in the goal line, and he has the opportunity to rack up some catches. Uh, so I'm going to go with the stud there, Aaron Jones. Uh, but back to the Ravens and the Colts, uh, I don't know. The, you could start the Ravens' defense for sure. I don't know if I'd quite trust the Colts' defense, but their stats say that they're a pretty good defense. And uh, Lamar Jackson had turnovers last weekend, so I could see the Colts' defense being a potential start here. Uh, I don't know if I trust any of the receivers here. It doesn't sound like T.Y. is going to play. Uh, but then you got Marcus Johnson on the injury report. Uh, Ashton Doolin was on the injury report. So just a lot of question marks here on the Colts' side. I really don't know if I trust anybody. And then, of course, the Ravens 
his receivers don't really know which one to go with, and Mark Ingram's probably not going to play. So uh, for fantasy, I'm not expecting a very fun game here. It's more of like if you like defense and you want to start the defenses or the kickers, I think that's probably the better play in this one. So uh, not excited about that one. It's going to be a low-scoring, hard-hitting game. Uh, let's move on to the Panthers uh, and the Chiefs. Let's look first at the fantasy points allowed here. We have a lot of red. Uh, so I'll start with the Chiefs. They have a really good defense. They rank in the top 12 of all categories here. Uh, so about 15 points allowed to the quarterback. They allow about 23 points to the running backs, 28 to the, the receivers, and just 11 to the tight end. So the Chiefs defense all of a sudden is looking like a really good matchup. They did just play the Jets last weekend, though, so I think that's why these numbers are kind of torqued low uh, a little bit here. But then the Panthers, they also have a really solid defense here as well. Uh, I think uh, the, everyone kind of understands that they are a funnel defense. They allow a lot of running back points here, but they're solid against the quarterback receiver and tight end. So with that information, let's look at the start sit charts. Uh, looks like I got another question real quick here. Uh, we got uh, Jesus Lopez. Hey, Zeus, uh, should I trade Keenan Allen and David Johnson for Hopkins and Derrick Henry? I mean, you can get Hopkins and Derrick Henry. I think you got to do that. That's a no-brainer to me. I love Keenan Allen and what he's doing. Uh, but if you could flip Allen for Hopkins, that's an upgrade. And then Henry for David Johnson, I mean, that's a win-win. So I really like that. Uh, I like that trade in your favor there. We got Don Schaefer here with a question. Uh, do I play Aaron Jones or Taylor or pick someone up off uh, off Taylor here? Uh, I'm playing Aaron Jones. I have uh, a, lot of, a lot of Aaron Jones questions tonight. Uh, but I still think that his, uh, Aaron, a limited Aaron Jones – Sure, he's probably not a top five, top ten scoring back this weekend, uh, but he's probably, if you kind of just go in with the expectation, hey, he's going to be an RB2. He's probably a top 25 running back this weekend. He's got a really good chance to to score a touchdown. If it's a PPR league, uh, you don't have to worry about, you know, Jamal Williams catching passes or anything like that. So I do think uh, Aaron Jones has uh, the potential to hit double digits in PPR league, so I'm not too scared about this. And uh, everyone's kind of saying he's limited, but he wanted to play last weekend. So I think he's ready, and uh, we'll see if he can uh, – I don't know. I think he's got a good chance at a touchdown, and he should be able to rack up a couple chunk plays to get us over double digits. So I am I am starting my stud, and uh, we're going to roll with Aaron Jones. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just think – I don't know. They don't really have a lot of options behind him, 10 to 12 touches at least, you know, he should be able to kind of connect with those and maybe get a touchdown. So I like Aaron Jones. Uh, just limit your expectations a little bit. Kind of So to the Panthers and the Chiefs, uh, I wanted to look at the practice reports here. Where's the Chiefs? Kansas City. Uh, so I think they're relatively healthy on offense. Just Sammy Watkins. Uh, this is a guy that I'm keeping an eye on. He's available in your league he might be worth an add-on uh, as the last player on your bench he might be back next weekend but he's already practicing limited this week uh, so this is a really good trend he might not play this weekend but because he's logging limited right now uh, you could probably see Sammy Watkins uh, actually they have a bye next week so uh, he's probably gonna be out the next two weekends but I really think Sammy Watkins is gonna be back uh, in the lineups by week 11 and then on the Carolina side of the practice reports here Let's just let this load. Uh, looks like everyone's pretty healthy here on offense. And, of course, we're going to get Christian McCaffrey back in this one. So I got another question here. Sorry, Sam. Uh, I talked about it a little bit ago. I think I'm starting Antonio Brown uh, in this one because uh, I just got done talking about the Ravens and the Colts. Um, the Baltimore Ravens, I mean, it's not a – this is no joke of a defense. They allow only 20 points, uh, PPR points to the, to the running backs as a whole. And uh, because we don't know – 
if it's going to be Taylor or Wilkins or Hines, it's just kind of hard to trust. It's a three-way backfield at this point. Um, so I think I'm going to roll with Antonio Brown. The Saints do have a good amount of points to receivers. Uh, Tom Brady at Sunday Night Football. To me, that it's just more of a fun play to get Antonio Brown in there. And even if Antonio Brown plays maybe, you know, 25, 30 snaps, when he's in the game, they're going to try to get him the ball. So I kind of, I kind of just feel like uh, Antonio Brown, I like to have fun with it. So I think he's the more fun play, uh, tough matchup against the Ravens. I think I'll lean with Antonio Brown in that one. Thank you for the question. Um, so we're let the Panthers and the Chiefs here. Uh, let's start with the Chiefs here because it's a really easy fantasy evaluation. You're starting Patrick Mahomes. You're starting Tyreek Hill. You're starting Travis Kelsey. Uh, and then uh, Miko Hardman, Demarcus Robinson. These guys are kind of more flex out. I don't trust it, but they could be used in, you know, by fill-ins here. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Le'Veon Bell. Like we said here, the Panthers do allow about 30 and a half uh, points to the running back. So I like both guys. I love Clyde Edwards for sure. Le'Veon Bell, just a low-end uh, RB3 in this one. We got a question from Jenna, ER nurse. Thanks for hanging out again, Jenna. Uh, is is Ezekiel Elliott a must start? And part two, will Devonte Adams do solid tonight? Devonte Adams is going to smash. Um, I just, I'm just kind of curious here. Um, I know Devonte Adams. I think he played twice against this team last year. Um, so just considering uh, we have two games of history with Devonte Adams playing uh, the 49ers last year, just see how he did in these games. So we're rolling down here. Uh, 2019 in the conference championship, Devontae Adams, nine catches, 138 yards. Uh, so that's 23 fantasy points. And that was with Richard Sherman all over him. And then back in week 12, uh, again, against Richard Sherman, he goes seven for 43 and a touchdown. Uh, I think uh, cornerback Jason Verrett is going to be going against uh, Devontae, but you got to think he's got a really good chance at getting a touchdown in this one. Uh, so I would assume 15, 17 points at worst. And uh, it's going to be a really good Devontae Adams night, I think. So uh, no questions on Devontae Adams. But Ezekiel Elliott, oh, man, I was um, I was talking about Ezekiel Elliott last night even, and I was kind of wondering the same thing. Where I'm not really sure he's a must-start uh, player anymore. I think he's definitely not a running back one anymore. Um, so I would ask you, Jenna, who are your – do you have two other running backs that you would consider starting uh, over Ezekiel Elliott? Because I guess it really depends on who you have to work with. Um, before I answer if it's a smart play to, to sit Ezekiel Elliott, uh, I do think it's a tough matchup because he's playing against Pittsburgh. Ooh, we got Chase Edmonds. Yeah, I think I'm starting Chase Edmonds uh, over Ezekiel Elliott. No Kenyon Drake. I'm trying to remember who the Cardinals play. I don't know if I'm going to be talking about that. I will be talking about the Cardinals, I think, tomorrow night. Yeah, they play at 3.05. So they play against the Dolphins. I do have Chase Edmonds listed as an RB2. And the Miami Dolphins here, they allow about 26.3 PPR points uh, to the running back room here. So I do like Chase Edmonds a lot. He's a really good pass catcher. No Kenyon Drake, so there's probably going to be a really high amount of volume from Chase Edmonds in that one. Uh, so I think for sure I'm starting Edmonds over Ezekiel Elliott. And then I just want to look and see uh, where the Cowboys are. I think I'm going to be talking about the Cowboys – Time, yeah, the Cowboys, I'll be talking about these guys tomorrow night. Uh, but the Steelers, they only allow 18 points to the running backs here. We did just see J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards kind of go wild against them last weekend. Um, so I still am holding out hope for Zeke as an RB2. But I'm a little bit worried here. Uh, but especially, uh, we don't know who their quarterback is. So the game plan is going to be hand the ball off. I think the Steelers are going to know that as well. So I'm a little bit nervous about Zeke. I guess if you're, I'm comfortable with starting the Chase Edmonds. And then uh, I guess, Anna, do you have, is it, 
do you just start two running backs? Is it going to be Chase Edmonds and Zeke, or is there another guy that you could actually um, consider for an option over Ezekiel Elliott? It's just a really tough matchup going up against the Steelers. Uh, but then again, we just saw Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins kind of do whatever they want last weekend. Um, so I'm open to Zeke uh, being in the lineup. So we got another question from our guy, Noah. Thanks for hanging out again, Noah. We got Damian Harris, DeAndre Swift, Justin Jefferson, Chase Claypool, DJ Moore, Antonio Brown. Pick two flex spots, PPR league. Okay. So um, Damian Harris, I was excited about Damian Harris until I found out uh, our guy, Sony Michelle, started practicing again today. It's a really good matchup. The Jets allow about 26 PPR points to the running backs. Uh, so I'm intrigued with Damian Harris. He just ran for under two yards. I don't think Sony Michelle would get back into the mix too much. Uh, but I think Damian Harris sticks out a little bit there for me. Uh, let's take a look and see what uh, Justin Jefferson's matchup looks like. Justin Jefferson going against the Lions, if I recall. Where do we got that one here? So, yeah, I do have Justin Jefferson ranked as a wide receiver three. Uh, the Lions allowing about 38 PPR points per game here. So I'm kind of into Justin Jefferson. Uh, DeAndre Swift, I have him as an RB2. So DeAndre Swift's probably the safest in a PPR league. Um, but, uh, man, we got a lot of options. This is a tough one. Uh, I think I'm going to say start DJ Moore for sure. Uh, it's a tough matchup for DJ Moore against the Chiefs, but I think the targets and the volume is safe to them. Uh, and then I think the, the final spot's going to be down to Damian Harris or Justin Jefferson to me. Uh, so I think that's how I'd rank it. I'd go DJ Moore, Harris, Justin Jefferson. And then I guess Chase Claypool is an interesting guy too because they're going up against Dallas. We don't expect much from Dallas at all. Uh, it looks like Cowboys allow about 40 PPR points here to the receivers. Uh, so I, man, I like basically your entire list is pretty pretty juicy here. Uh, I would think I would in the wires if you did Two of Jefferson, Claypool, DJ Moore. I think those would probably be your safest pick. So just choose your preference there. Uh, it's a one RB league. You have two flex. Yeah, I think I'm going Chase Edmonds there. And assuming you have better flex options, I think that's probably the safe way to go. Uh, and I think, I mean, at this point, I would be okay with Ezekiel Elliott. Like, it's kind of like prove it, you know, on my bench uh, before I can trust you again because what he's gotten like six to eight points the last two games here. Uh, so fire up Chase Evans, uh, and hopefully he can uh, rack up the catches and the touchdowns. Um, so we're going to get back to, we got a couple more games to talk about yet tonight. I'm um, looking at the Panthers and the Chiefs. Uh, we kind of looked at the Chiefs real quickly, but you're starting Mahomes, you're starting Clyde Edwards, you're starting Tyreek Hill, starting Travis Kelsey, Miko Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, Le'Veon Bell. These guys are all flex options. If I had to rank these flex options, I would say Le'Veon Bell uh, probably as a low-end RB2 PPR league. I think that makes sense there. But we just saw Miko Hardman and Demarcus Robinson both have really good games last week. So I think open to those guys if you need someone to start for a bi-week player. Uh, and then on the Panthers' side, Teddy Bridgewater, low-end quarterback to in Superflex leagues. Christian McCaffrey is back, so you love that. Uh, he's back into our lineups for sure. Uh, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, they both kind of disappointed last weekend, but I'm willing to go back to the well with those guys. Uh, they're probably more wide receiver threes, I think, this weekend. As is. It doesn't feel great. The Chiefs are actually pretty solid against the wide receivers. They allow about 28 points to the receivers here. Uh, but I was looking back at the history of the, the Chiefs against receivers. So I use this website called FF Today, uh, and they have, if you, if you just click on the stat, 
tab, they're going to show you down here where it says fantasy. Uh, fantasy points allowed to receivers, and that's where I kind of draw all that information from. But uh, you can actually see where teams are. Here, we're going to click on the Chiefs, and then it'll actually show you uh, all the receivers that they allowed and what they did here. So it, it lists out here, which is really good to look at. Uh, otherwise, you can kind of just zoom down here. So the top receiver against the Chiefs, uh, they, I mean, a good receiver will get against the Chiefs. You see Wolf Fuller here, 19, Keenan Allen, 16 and a half, Henry Ruggs, Demir Bird hit 13, Stephon Diggs, 16.6. Uh, so I think I'm okay with Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, no matter if it's a tough matchup. I think good receivers can get there against the Chiefs. So I like both those guys. Curtis Samuel, he's rushed for a touchdown in back-to-back -back weeks, and uh, he also caught the touchdown last weekend, so they're really liking what he can do. Uh, and I think he's a wide receiver flex. Uh, Ian Thomas, Mike Davis. I, I really think Mike Davis could uh, get a little bit of a workload in Christian McCaffrey's first game back, but I don't know if I trust it as a RB2 in PPR leagues, maybe a flex. Uh, if you need a pinch, maybe he gets there. But uh, fun game here, Panthers and the Chiefs. We'll see what Christian McCaffrey can do for us in his first game back. Uh, moving on to the Lions and the Vikings, Matthew Stafford was on the COVID list. I don't think he has uh covid but he i think he was a, a close contact for somebody so on the list he's actually on track to play so we'll kind of monitor that situation uh the rest of the week going forward but i do know Galladay is probably not playing this one i don't believe he practiced today let's take a look here so Galladay, he's got a hip injury here he's doubtful did not practice two straight days let's just assume he's not going to play in this one the rest of the offense looks fine uh but kenny Galladay. Probably not playing. It's a really good matchup going against the Vikings defense. They allow 46.5 PPR points uh, to the receivers. So I think if you have Marvin Jones, this is probably your Marvin Jones spot start. Uh, we're getting him in your lineup. He's a wide receiver, three flex this week. He caught three passes last week, and two of them were touchdowns. Uh, so Marvin Jones is going to be the leading target guy probably. TJ Hawkinson, you're starting him for sure. Uh, and then if you need a receiver, sure, Danny as a flex, I could see him having a nice game. Uh, Adrian Peterson revenge game going up against his former team, the Vikings. This could be a fun year if you want to uh, Adrian Peterson or use him as an RB2. But I think I feel pretty good again about DeAndre Swift. Uh, he's still going to get targets. He's going to get a good chance at a touchdown if they get close. Uh, but then pretty much nobody else is going to be usable on this bench here. Uh, Matt Stafford, have him listed as a quarterback one. I'm probably going to move him here to a quarterback two, uh, even though it's a really good matchup here. We see the Vikings. He's almost 22 points uh, per game to the quarterback. Uh, they're pretty decent. I guess average against the running backs, about 24 PPR points here. Uh, but the spots to take advantage of are the wide receivers and the quarterback. So we'll see if Marvin Jones can come through. Uh, on the Vikings side of things, Cook, man, like, it's so good to have him back in your fantasy lineups. But what do we do with this passing attack? Because last weekend we just saw Kirk Cousins attempt 14 passes. That's not enough to trust uh, in any fantasy league at all. So we do see the lines here, not great against anything but the tight end here. So we're not going to get Irv Smith or Kyle Rudolph. But uh, against the quarterbacks here, the lines allow about 20 points here. So I could see Kirk Cousins uh, hooking up with our guy Justin Jefferson or Adam Thielen on a deep bomb. Uh, so just the low end, probably quarterback two in Superflex leagues. Uh, they do allow a lot of points to the running backs here. So it's going to be a heavy Dalvin Cook uh, volume night. Uh, and then the Lions against the receivers, kind of the same as they are against quarterbacks. Go ahead and start Adam Dunn and Justin Jefferson. we got an NFC North matchup here. Vikings are trying to get their third win in the season. We'll see if the Lions can kind of uh, push them back down. But anyways, good NFC North matchup here. 
Uh, and then I think we got two more games to talk about here. Uh, on about six, you'll hang around for another 15 or 20 minutes. If you have any questions uh, in the chat room, fire them away. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the like button, all that good stuff. But uh, we got the New York Giants and the Washington football team. Uh, Washington's coming off a bye week. Their defense is actually playing very good football this year. Uh, they allow about 18 points to the quarterbacks here, about 19 to the running back, which is really solid because of that pass rush. They're the best team against wide receivers, under 26 PPR points to the wide receivers. Outstanding. Uh, and then the one spot that they are kind of loose against here is the tight end room against 15 here. So Evan Ingram, probably the best play on the Giants side. Uh, the Giants defense, they allow about 17 points here, about almost 25 to the running backs, about almost 40 to the receivers, and actually decent against the tight end, about 11 points here. So what do we do with all this? Um, Daniel Jones, Kyle Allen, just quarterback twos in super flex leagues. I think the two studs of the game are going to be Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin. If we actually look, uh, we do have a history here. Uh, Washington uh, versus Giants. I think um, this was this game happened maybe three for here. These two teams each other. Uh, so we kind of have a sneak peek of what we're going to be, you know, getting ourselves into this weekend. So we'll just let that load up here for a second. So this first game was played in New York. It looks like Kyle Allen. I think this was his second start of the season, uh, but he had a really nice game. 280 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Tony Gibson didn't have a great game. He had 30 yards on the ground, but he also caught 425. So he's a low end RB2 play that week. Uh, Terry McLaurin was the bright spot here, 7 for 74. Uh, J.D. McKissick rushed for 41 yards, and he also caught uh, 6 for 43. So J.D. McKissick is going to probably high-end PPR play here. Logan Thomas catches a touchdown, 3 for 42 and a touchdown. Uh, no other players are really usable at all here. Uh, and then on the Giants side of things, you see Daniel Jones, a lot of rushing yards. This was a DeMonta Freeman game, so he's not going to be here for us. Uh, Darius Slayton did catch a touchdown. And there was no Sterling Shepard in this one. So I don't know how much of this we can take from it, but Evan Ingram only two for 30. That's a little concerning here. So how do we evaluate this? We already said both quarterbacks are QB twos in Superflex leagues. I think you got to continue rolling with Antonio Gibson fresh out of the bye. Terry McLaurin, of course, he had seven for 74. Logan Thomas caught a touchdown against this team two weeks ago. And then J.D. McKissick. These are probably the guys that I'm comfortable uh, in my lineup with. The Washington defense, too. If you need a defense to play, that would be the one to pick up and go with. Um, but the Giants on the offensive side here, uh, Sterling Shepard, he's playing really, really good in his first two games back. I think he's actually on the injury report right now. I want to see if he practiced. So Sterling Shepard, limited practice today with a shoulder. He was limited all weekend last week. Uh, so we'll see if he can, but I'm expecting Sterling Shepard. He'll be a low end wide receiver, three flex, uh, Darius Slayton. He got open deep for the touchdown last time, but like we said, Washington football team, the best team against wide receivers. I think it's because of that pass rush. They're able to disrupt the passer. They don't allow uh, a lot of things deep here. So um, Shepard and Slayton, these guys are kind of more risky wide receiver threes. I get it if you want to leave them on the bench. Uh, I really don't trust any of the Giants offense in this one. I think I'm just kind of rolling safely with the Washington football team. And then our final noon game here to talk about, if you're still hanging out with here, I'll probably hang out. Uh, we got about – Game starts about a half an hour. I'll probably hang out another 10 minutes with the questions in the chat room. But that now we got the Texans and the Jaguars. I think both teams are coming off uh, by last week. 
Uh, and then this, of all the matchups that, I, so I do this every week, it's week nine. This was the first matchup that I had eight green numbers, meaning that these teams are all in the bottom 10 or 12 uh, in fantasy points here. So this game, uh, fantasy bonanza, we'll see if the rookie quarterback, Jake Luton, Lutton, Luton, one of the two, We'll see how he can do in this one, but I really like the Texans side of the ball here. Uh, we're going to love James Robinson here, but yeah, I mean, just look at this. Every, all the quarterbacks, all the running backs, all the receivers, all the tight ends, all these guys will be in play this week. So on the Texan side of things, Deshaun Watson, probably in for one of the best games of his season so far. David Johnson's been super reliable as an RB2, so I like that. Will Fuller, probably popping out a wide receiver one game this weekend. Brandon Cooks is healthy, coming off the bye week, wide receiver three. Could even be better than a wide receiver three. Randall Cobb's shown pretty good PPR flex value as well. Uh, and then the tight end here, Jordan Akins. If you remember Jordan Akins, you know, the first four games of the year, I think he was a top uh, top 12 tight end. I think he caught a touchdown or two. Uh, he's a really good uh, yards after catch uh, tight end, really big, really athletic. He can make some really good moves there. Uh, as my brother Andrew says, go Will Fuller. Uh, we'll see if Will Fuller can pump out a wide receiver one game here, but it's a really good matchup going up against Jacksonville. I think really all these Texans are going to eat. This is going to be a sour taste out of their mouth for the Texans, trying to get things spun in the right direction. Um, so I like everyone here that I listed. Uh, you could probably start the Texans defense. We don't really know what to expect out of the rookie Luton here, and uh, we'll see if James Robinson can kind of spoil things. But uh, I guess on the Jaguar side of things, what do you do with D.J. Chark, Fiska Chenault, Keelan Cole? Uh, I'm not really sure. We don't really know what to expect out of this rookie here, so I'm a less I'm less excited to get DJ Chark, LaVisca, and Keelan Colt in my lineup. I totally get it if you want to leave these guys on the bench uh, and see what happens there. But I mean, there's there's so much unknown here. Really, it's really hard to pin it and, and give advice on these guys. The one player that I feel comfortable uh, with in my lineup, Jacksonville, is going to be the rookie running back, James Robinson. I mean, the dude, he's hes such a good player. He's probably the free agent pickup of the year in fantasy football. Um, so continue rolling with him. Texans second to last here against the running back points, uh, about 31 and a half. So James Robinson started in your lineups, uh, and then we'll monitor the rookie quarterback here and his wide receiver weapons. Uh, but that's pretty much it. So tomorrow is Friday. I'll be going live at about 6 p.m. Again, I'm trying to establish more of a, a consistent, you know, 6 p.m. time slot here. Uh, so we're going to be talking the Steelers, Cowboys. Uh, we're also Dolphins, Cardinals, and then we got the Sunday night game here, Saints, Buck, and the Monday night. So we'll be talking about those games tomorrow night. The 49ers. It's going to be like a preseason game. Excited. Uh, Devonta Adams owners are excited. Uh, but anyways, I just want to thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you for your time. If you're new to the Fantasy Fellowship, uh, you should subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check out the fantasyfellowship.com. Uh, you can always see me up with questions, uh, whether it's in the, the comments on this video or if you want to follow me on Twitter at the fellow KGB. That's probably the best way to get a hold of me for start sit questions. Um, otherwise, we're on Facebook. Uh, check out the Fantasy Fellowship on Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram. I have all the links uh, kind of I don't know, wherever it is, like down at the bottom bar, uh, all my links are available there. So, uh, but for now, I'm going to get out of here for tonight. We got a really good game. I got some people coming over for the Packer game, uh, just a small socially distanced and clean gathering. But yeah, I don't know. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for hanging out. Enjoy your Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow night. Peace.